0: Welcome back to another episode of the Post Sermon Reflections podcast, where we want to help you apply Sunday morning learning into Monday morning living as we connect others to the love of Jesus and help them live on gospel mission. My name is Ruth, and I'm joined by two awesome friends. One is Jason, and my other friend is Justin. Jason is a man who's passionate about helping people get a hold of their money so their money stops having a hold of them. And Justin is a young man who has been into the FBU courses with Jason, and I wanted to get his perspective on how his heart has changed when he started taking seriously how he was looking at his money and how he was spending, um, even as a young man, maybe not in debt. And just so we'd have a few helpful perspectives as we're talking about God's test for us and this budget test that we introduced today. And so I am excited for this episode. These are two people that I really enjoy and respect. And friends, if you have not subscribed yet to this podcast, it's a blessing to us to know that people are connected and it gives you an update every time a new episode comes out. All right. I want to hear the recap of Daniel 4. So, Justin, hit us with it. Coming in hot.
1: Yeah, thanks, Ruth. So, Daniel 4 is a unique part of the Old Testament. It's a letter written by Nebuchadnezzar to his kingdom, basically. Mm -hmm. And so, he has another dream, and this dream is kind of includes his demise. Mm -hmm. So, Daniel kind of explains to him that Nebuchadnezzar you're gonna the things in this dream are you, and you're gonna kind of end up in a spot where you're no longer in charge of this kingdom. You'll be humbled, the lowest of the lows and so and this guy was a bad dude he was um yeah. like really, really powerful, he had a kingdom that was the city of Babylon was the size of Chicago yeah
0: uh, like and, a major power in the world yeah,
1: major power in the world, just think of many influential people mm-hmm. in our day and mash them together <laughs> yeah. and you kind of get Nebuchadnezzar. So yeah. this was a big deal from him to go to the top to the text literally says eating the grass yeah, and kind of becoming in, in this like bestial yeah. mode. yeah. So yeah.
0: That is so good. That is so good. And this text really shows us that anyone can be humbled by God. And so when we look at the pride in our own lives, like we're not that cool. We're not that impressive. We're not that powerful. And like God even wants to come down and humble us because when we think that we are too good, we miss out on God's blessing of him being everything that we need. And so brothers, I, I just want to start off with what really stuck out to you in this text and what God maybe is convicting you about thoughts about your money or even how we yet live out our prideful lives. Jason, hit us with it.
2: Sure. So so thanks, Ruth, for, for jo- having me join today. There were three things that struck out to me in the sermon, but but before I, I mention those quickly, I want to go back to to King Nebuchadnezzar. One thing that was fascinating to me is is he saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego go through the furnace mm-hmm. and come out unscathed. So he knew God, yeah, but he didn't humble himself to mm-hmm. God, yeah, right. He yeah. he had he saw Daniel interpret his dream through God that no one else could. Mm-hmm. So he knew all this, but yeah. he was still full of pride. Yeah. That I'm the one. Yeah. This is all me. Yeah. And and God, you know, took him out the knees. Yeah. It's
0: it's always interesting to look at Someone who says that like they're they love God in name only, but their heart is not submitted yeah. to him. And this is this is kind of a kick in the shins to everybody. It's just this reality to say, I can say, Yeah, Jesus loves me, this is super awesome. But if if Jesus's love is not compelling me to obedience to him, then like I don't believe that Jesus loves me to the core. Because if we look at the piercing eyes of Christ on the cross, pouring out his love for us, then like all we can do is turn and worship. And like beautiful submission to him. And that's like, we see the difference of like, oh, that's not worship.
1: Because he right. didn't
0: worship God. Because when we worship God, we lay our lives down before him. We say, it's you. It's you. It's you that I want. That's so
2: good. So three things that struck out to me. Uh, the first one was danger of, of pride and entitlement. Mm. You know, thinking that, that I'm all that. It's because of me. And what I've done, and I deserve X because of what I've done. It's the I, I, I. Mm -hmm. You know, so pride leading to a sense of entitlement. The second thing was, as Pastor was talking, just the fact that we live in a a culture of consumption. Yeah, buy, (laughs) buy, buy. You know, you sit in front of the TV, you're listening to the news, whatever. You are constantly bombarded with purchase, purchase, you need more, you need better. The new iPhones come out, get it, but you know, or it before it's come out so you can have it the first day. Yeah. Just this culture of, of, of consuming, of materialism, of purchase, how pervasive it is in our society. And then the third most important was as scripture tells us where your money is, that's where your heart is. Yeah. And so looking at, Hey, where, where do I spend? And yeah. that, that'll be an indicator to that's what's important to me, which means that's where I'm Putting my priority and, and my heart is yeah. So those were three things to me that that struck out. Uh, Justin, how about how about you?
1: Yeah, I think I was also just mostly convicted of just the the society we live in and just the consumption of all things and that's kind of what Mm -hmm. all of the tests are related to consumption of sugar technology and and budget is like almost one that encompasses all of it
0: yeah yeah Um, yeah. and so when you change the way you're eating you're changing the way you're spending exactly when you change the way that you're experiencing technology you're changing the way you spend Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's really good yeah that's super good and so we're gonna Pause right now, and we're going to kind of introduce the budget test in a little more detail today, just so that people who are listening to this, they have an awareness like, hey, why are we doing this? Like, what about the budget speaks to this like insatiable need to take control and to say, like, oh, God, you can have everything, but you cannot have my purse. And that's like <laughs> oftentimes like a, a, a moment of sanctification for people to be like, I've given you my Sundays. I've given you, I've even started reading my first 15, but like that, mm. hey, are you willing to give to what you say that you love? And so Jason hit us with some of the parts of the budget test that people are being invited into today.
2: Sure. Absolutely. And let me, let me tie the budget test to the two other tests that we're doing. Yeah, please So do. the, uh, the first week was the, the sugar test, Yeah, right? And so it was trying to take a look at, Hey, we don't realize all the sugar we consume. <laughs> and when you try to cut it out, you start realizing how much sugar is in so many things, yeah. you don't yeah. even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. Then we move to the technology test, and holy cow, if you look at your phone, how many hours per day I'm on this device, yeah. it's shocking, Yeah. but you don't realize it. You're not, yeah. you're not looking at it. So the technology test, test hope, helped to open our eyes to how much we're spending yeah. on our phones, how much technology is, is, is pulling us in and we're wasting time and now we come to the budget test and so the the ask there is to for 30 days is to track what you spent yeah and it's going to show you where your money is being spent because over 70% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every every week the paycheck comes in, it's fully spent. And at the end of the month, there's so many people who have no idea where their money went. Yeah. They just know it's gone. <laughs> and yeah. and did They it... know that
0: it's not there. That's it's, all they know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, all not, that, it's not there. Yes. I cannot go buy a trip to Disney
2: World. Yeah. No, right. I've got nothing to show for all my hard work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a phrase here over and over again. People are frustrated. I work so hard, I have nothing to show for it. Yeah. Because they've spent and they don't realize where they're spending. Yeah. So by the budget test, it's to track your spending for uh, for a month, which will inform you this is the reality of where your money's going. Yeah. Now once you have that data and you see that, now you can help make decisions. Well, mm-hmm. is this the best use of what God's given to us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, everything we have is from the Lord, yeah. including our money. And am I spending it wisely for his glory? Mm. And so seeing on on a piece of paper, holy cow. I spent a thousand dollars in restaurants. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, or whatever the number is. Yeah. It just helps inform you to take control of your finances for the glory of God.
0: Yeah. Oh, that is so good. And so walk us through maybe some of the challenges that people are being encouraged to partake of when it comes to the budget test.
2: So what we're what we're encouraging people is to track their expenses. Mm-hmm. We're having a, a Zoom call this after, this afternoon, but to walk through using the Every Dollar app. Yeah. Our church buys licenses. They're free. It's for 12 months. Yeah. You get access to all of Ramsey's solutions. So it's financial peace, which yeah. Ruth mentioned earlier. It's the every dollar. There's 20 plus audiobooks, a whole bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, but that's awesome. We're just focusing on on the every dollar app. So he's
0: getting excited, everybody. It's, it's, it's coming out. <laughs> it's, it's coming called, out. We get it. We love it.
2: You can't see my hands moving.
0: They're moving
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> and <But> grooving. <laughs> the every dollar app. Is an awesome budgeting app that you tie to your bank account. Yeah. So our church is giving away the every dollar plus, which means you can mm-hmm. tie it to your bank for free.
0: And you're like debit cards. So de- when your debit card gets spent, you can see it right on there, right?
2: hundred percent. Yeah. So whether you're using a debit card, you're using a credit card, you can tie in. Mm-hmm. So those come into the app. So you'll see, okay, I spent $72 on gas. I spent mm-hmm. $16 at Wawa. I spent $15.42 at Starbucks. Yeah. Those will come into the app and then you can put those to categories. Yeah. Okay, so I spent that at restaurants. I spent on groceries. I spent on food, gifts for a kid's birthday party, yeah. whatever it is. You, you're now. This is the worst. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's you're... the
0: worst to budget. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's the one that fries my circuits. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm spending this much money on gifts. Wedding gifts. Before well, Klai, sorry.
2: we all know Christmas is December. Yeah. But how many of us actually plan yes, and budget- Yes, are saving for December. Correct. It's it's uh,
0: summer wedding season for me. I'm like in December. Uh, I need to be saving for summer wedding season. Sorry, guys. This is me on my personal rant about young people and their weddings and how expensive it is. <laughs> love you. Love marriage. Oh my. <laughs> Sorry. Honesty hour.
2: No. Love it. Love it. It's the truth. Yeah. These these and that's one of the things I love about the pastor's sermon and these tests. Like it's we're doing life with each other, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. these are real, honest issues that we all face. Yeah. Let's not let's not pretend. You know, that but some
0: of us have it together.
2: <laughs> yeah. no. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. yeah. hundred percent. And so I, I like that we're growing up our sleeves and we're together in this and that we talk yeah. about money together and yeah. sugar together. And, and my wife wants to buy the nutter butter. I'm like, put that back. And she gives me yeah. the evil eye. Yeah. Right? <laughs>
0: yeah. But like change is painful, but change happening in community. I just listened to a podcast I was talking about. They did a 40 day. They had everyone take off every single app that was a form of entertainment on their phone. And so it was a total tech de- detox and they said in a culture that's like telling us this is what we have to do it makes it easier when 3000 people together are now creating another culture to say hey we're in this together we know that you're picking up your phone and you're wondering why Instagram isn't on there we know you you know you picked it up about 35 times and you're laying-. and and to me it's this embrace to say as a church body we get to come around and say like yeah i spent too much money on fast food last week or i spent like we're able to encourage each other and say hey like repentance a change of mind is always there for us it's always we're always being invited into that so that's so good mm-hmm. what else is on what else is on the card for us
2: so we're to track everything for a month yeah see where you see where you spend your money to help then inform you going forward the ask is also for everyone to if you don't already to start tithing yeah Right, uh, dude. Script-
0: hit us with what that is. Some people are like, "What's that? What's that T word?" People be talking about this. <laughs> Everyone gets, starts shuffling in their seats about.
2: It. <laughs> Get a little uncomfortable. Everyone gets but- a little
0: uncomfy. You're like, he's not talking about the other things that make us uncomfy, but this one really is throwing <laughs> people off.
2: You are absolutely right. So, scripture tells us to give a te- give a tenth of our of our income. Yeah. My wife and I, we do a tenth of, of off of our gross. Yeah. Some people do net. That that's not a quest- That's not a that's not a salvation question. No. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a heart posture, Yeah, but it's to give 10% and you should give 10% at the very beginning. Yeah. So when you're doing your budget and okay, so I have, so let's say you have 5,000 a month coming, mm-hmm. coming in that I'm taking that 10%. So I'm taking that 500 right off the top yeah. and I'm giving that back to God. Yeah you know, the job I have, the money I make, that's all his. Yeah. And let me have my hands open yeah. giving back to him. He doesn't need our money. Yeah. You know, everything is his, mm-hmm. but he allows us to be part of, because it changes our heart posture. Yeah. When we give to others, yeah. it changes that we're just not all inward focused looking yeah. at ourselves. That's it's so mine. I want it. You yeah. can't have it, yeah. but I'm giving. Yeah. So it's, so the ask is track your expenses for 30 days to start tithing, which is to give it give 10%, yeah. 10%, and also to try to limit unnecessary expenses. Yeah. You know, and I'll, 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 I'll share real quick. So back in September of last year, so listening to the Dave Ramsey show, some of the personalities, there was a thing called, hey, for 30 days, try to limit your discretionary spending. Yeah. So, my wife, we didn't think we were. That's a
0: big word for us. Give us a little definition of discretionary.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, something you don't need.
0: Okay. So,
2: needs versus wants. So, we need to pay our mortgage bill. We need to put gas in the car. We Mm. need to have groceries to feed ourselves. Yeah. We want to go out to restaurants. Yeah. We want to buy a piece of clothing. Yes. Right. We want to go to a baseball game. Mm So, that's good. That's good. So, for 30 days, we did not do any. Discretionary spending. Okay. We, we just bought groceries. We didn't eat at restaurants. Mm-hmm. We, and what I didn't realize is how I had gotten sucked into commercialism. Mm. And I'll give you a instance. So we, we were doing Taco Tuesdays. So every Tuesdays we're doing tacos, right? And we're making them by hand. And I'm like, well, why would I make them by hand? I can buy a tortilla press. <laughs> oh, I go on Amazon. It's $25. Well,
0: He said, no problem.
2: I immediately, my brain went to go buy it, but it was September. I'm like, oh, I can't. Because we're not doing spending. But I didn't realize how wrapped up I had gotten mm. into Amazon.
0: Whatever I want, I get.
2: Yeah. And 100%. I get it in about two days. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe the same afternoon. Maybe
0: the same afternoon. <laughs> that, right? Yeah. They really do be getting me with that.
2: Yeah. Crazy. So by kind of doing that reset. Mm-hmm. So so that's more, hey, for people who already budget, who yeah. already have a good grasp, like that's that's a that's a next level yeah. to try to reset. For those who've never most people have never done a budget in their lives. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So starting tracking is the first baby step going yes. to understanding your, yeah. your money. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Justin, I want to, so as a young man who heard about budgeting, who heard about, hey, what does it look like to be a steward? What do you feel like really changed in your heart when you started taking a serious look? Because you had like just started working very seriously, I think when you took FPU. And so yeah. he had his first like big boy job. He's worked his whole life. He did lawn care. so like He was someone who was making money before some kids are making money, but what was like a big Shift for you?
1: Yeah, I think when I was younger, I think the realization that like you start making money and it'll all disappear if you don't have yeah, like a King. way. Exactly to Burger King, to <laughs> Wawa, yeah, yeah, yeah. to Wawa is the one that gets us. Yeah, that's
0: something Justin and I have in common. Our relationship yes. with Wawa is unhealthy. Yes,
1: and so, <laughs> so I think convenient. yeah, it's so convenient. <laughs> <laughs> but I think yeah, just like tracking it is like if you haven't tracked your finances before, it's eye opening to see mm-hmm. where everything goes, even just like your your subscriptions. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, my big one is food. Um, yeah but it was like yeah, that was just eye-opening to me. And I think sometimes to go back to what we were just talking about a little bit. It's like easy to not feel convicted about things that are like like that are discretionary. So like it's like like for example, I had a light bulb burn out in the taillight of my truck and I was like immediately I was thinking I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get all new taillights. I'm going to get LED taillights. And I'm never gonna have to deal with this again. And those are $200 and the bulb is five dollars. Okay. And so like and I and, but and then like it's, the
0: math makes sense to me. Yeah.
1: It's like yeah. it's like, you know what? If I keep the truck for another hundred years, it'll it'll, yeah. it'll all work out. <laughs> <laughs> but like but like it's really easy to fall into that mindset. And so I think that was one of the things I realized too, is that that like by not buying those taillights, what else can I do with that money? And yeah. is it like is it can I can I sow a seed somewhere that's more meaningful? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's definitely eye-opening because your your money will 100% disappear. And I realized that really quickly. I was like, oh, you know, what? I have no expenses and I'm going to be making a bunch of money now. And it's like, and it's, you don't end up with all that money at the end of the yeah. month if you don't know where it's going. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And I think like, to me, what is important with money, with how we eat our food, with how we view technology is that we're inviting a conversation for jesus to shed light on our decisions that our decisions cannot be intentional if they're happening automatically and so like when you're uh-huh. doing something automatically you're not being intentional to make any changes it's just happening just happening to you and so like for me i remember like the first time i started intentionally tithing ben and i talk about this like we are view of the church changed like our view of like this place that we're going to, that we say matters to us changed because mm-hmm. we're like, I'm not investing money in this place. Like, yeah. like, like I am more prayerful about my pastor. I care more about the kids in which like, I know my money is serving. Like yeah. it helps me to say like, Oh, like I'm actually treasuring this people in this place because God cares about this place. Cause he tells me to invest my money this way. And that really helped me to say like, I'm investing in the kingdom of like, I want one more seat to be open For like the people I'm meeting who don't yet know Jesus to be found in a church where they're going to be encouraged in the person of Christ. Like it's important that we're laying our lives and saying, if I say these are my priorities, does my budget align with my priorities? And until we look at our money and where it's going, you can't make any priority decisions. It's being like, I wanna get to New Mexico. And it's being like, I'll just start wandering in any direction. <laughs> yeah. And like you're not gonna have a good idea of how long it takes to get to New Mexico. But if you put in your GPS and you see where it's go- where what turns you need to take, you'll eventually know how to get to New Mexico. And so we're inviting through all of these tests, a greater life of intentionality that Jesus has more say than yeah. he did previously. Because we ultimately right. want Jesus to have more say. And so friends, I kinda wanna ask us these last questions to say, Either what is one thing that encouraged you or one thing that challenged you about this sermon
2: so one one thing i f- I found encouraging is that we serve a loving God who will meet us wherever we are mm. and forgive us wherever we are so in the in this sermon as as pastor was talking about King Nebuchadnezzar, so he saw the awesomeness of god yeah And in in the vision that he saw, God said, "Hey, your kingdom will be taken, yeah. and you will be <laughs> go eat grass in the fields, yeah." and he ignored it yeah and and he said i i i his pride got the best of him and god did what he said he took it away but then he also restored him yeah mhm yeah so where wherever we are with our finances mm-hmm. whether whether we don't have any debt or or we have 300,000 and uh, 200,000 in student loans and credit cards and car yeah. payments and medical bills wherever we are it's god's and yeah and he will, will meet us and he will help help us through.
0: Yeah. That's you know, so good.
2: If we need to, if we follow him and do the steps and and one of those is just to know where your money's going so yeah. you can make informed decisions. So so that was encouraging to me. Wherever yeah. we are, there's there's hope.
1: Mm.
2: You know. Mm. So don't be discouraged. Oh, I don't make enough. I can't budget. Well, actually it's important to know what your expenses are. Yeah. It's it's regardless. A, regardless of where you are, what your income yeah. is to know
1: what you, what you're doing. It's it's, yeah. it's always a it's yeah. always good. That's so good. Yeah. I think a challenging thing for me was just the thought that, like, our material blessings can turn to be a curses for us. Yeah. And so it's good. just like, and it's just so true because there is, like, you know, you finally, you think to yourself, like, you know, what? I'm just going to get that new car. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get that. I'm going to do whatever, and that's going to fulfill me, and it never does. Yeah, <laughs> There's never a sense of satisfaction in those things, and so... So it's almost well. Like, short term is a little bit.
2: There's a little, there's little, a little, little joy bit. in the short
1: term. <laughs> there's a little joy in the short term, but it just it fades <laughs> yes. quicker quicker than I would like.
0: Yeah, yeah. he's is not lasting the 15 minutes. I felt that I was promised. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So I think that's a challenge to me, and just to just to kind of sow our money and our just our our efforts on this earth into something that will last and mm-hmm. like bring lasting satisfaction.
0: Oh, that's so good. I think I was really encouraged and challenged by that like humility is always possible because we can always repent and be made humble we can always submit ourselves to the person of jesus and say hey i need forgiveness because i believe that i'm a good boss of me but i've made a muck of my life and so therefore i'm not a good boss like I would encourage you if you're looking at your life thinking that you're doing an awesome job, just like think about the thoughts you have right before your head hits the pillow and all the things you feel like you screwed up that day and all the things you felt you weren't good enough. Like the invitation of Jesus is you are not good enough and he loved you anyway to pay for your sins and bring you into a loving relationship with your heavenly father who you were always meant to know. And so friends, I just want to encourage you that repentance is an invitation for you at all times and that everyone will be humbled in the end Like when we get to the end and the world is over, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And we invite you as people who have bent our knee to Jesus, that it's better to bend your knee now or bend your knee then and experience destruction away from God because God wants to invite you to relationship with him. And so I want to ask this silly question to both of you to say, hey, if someone wants to take it seriously, what? that God cares about our money and he cares about where it goes, what would be some initial steps that you would encourage them to take? So we talked about the budget test. That's awesome. What are some other initial steps you'd want them to consider when it comes to taking seriously what God says about their money and their heart?
2: So I'll, I'll jump in for first, first, Justin, and then, then you can go. So understanding where your money goes is, is really step one. Mm-hmm. Developing an ongoing budget Is is then the next step where you need to that now I'm okay. A
0: crucial step to be taken.
2: Hundred percent. Yeah. So, yeah, just knowing that you spend it doesn't mean that you're going to change anything. Correct, and you're intentionally deciding. Mm -hmm. So, the you need to commit for a good three months for from a budget because you're not going to remember everything the first month. It takes about three months to get your a budget off the ground. So, after knowing where you spend it would be start doing a budget. Mm And you'll be amazed for the married couples, how the communication increases in your household. Mm. So if you never talk about money, once you start doing a budget together, you're now going to have foster lines of communication where there were gaps before. That's good. And we see that over and over again with people who do do budgeting for the first time. Their communication, their marriage goes up exponentially Mm. because... It it's it's no longer the thing in the closet we don't discuss. Yeah. It's first mm-hmm. and so foremost. we just
0: feel resentment towards.
2: A hundred percent. I'm just gonna
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and and the other thing I would encourage for singles, so as I'm sitting here with Ruth and with Justin as singles is to have accountability partners in mm-hmm. your lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That there's someone that you're saying, Hey, would you go over my budget with me? Yeah. You know, it's just to be accountable. Hey, am I am I you yeah. know, that you have that person that you yeah. can and you feel comfortable talking and sharing. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we weren't mel- meant to do life alone.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
2: I would encourage to tr- find out your expenses. Use the Every Dollar app. Begin doing a budget. Commit to continuing to do a budget. And then, if you haven't, in September we have uh, once a year we offer financial. Financial Peace University, yeah. which is a Dave Ramsey course. We offer it for free through our church. Starts in September, goes nine weeks. Awesome. Um, that's what Justin took when he alluded yes. to, mm-hmm. um, which began his financial journey in, in getting his his life in order financially for God's mm-hmm. glory. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to do to do
1: those things as next steps.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Great class. I would second the accountability partner thing. I am a big proponent to like accountability in all parts of life. Yeah. And some of like the account, well, some of the relationships that have been most meaningful to me have been accountability relationships. And yeah. so definitely that. And then I would also say just uh, praying and bringing your finances before God, bringing everything before God, yeah. m- including your finances is just because um, like sometimes like he He might guide you to make a decision that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Like generously. Yeah. And so I think like just having a constant line of communication about your finances is so important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To recognize that God's economy is different than our economy Mm -hmm. and that, well, we may experience this immeasurable amount of joy in saying, I trust that you'll take care of me because I have sat with you and I've let you have full authority over what I do. Yeah, it definitely, it changes the game when you give him your purse strings and you say, they're actually your purse strings, not mine. I just Mm -hmm. am here to write the checks that you're asking me to. Your wallet. Or your wallet. (laughs) Sorry, 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 sorry. Very gendered of me. (laughs) And so... I would, Jason, please close in prayer. It's been such a joy getting to talk to both of you. I really appreciate your guys' time. And friends, we just encourage you that Jesus wants everything. Um, And his wanting everything isn't this demeaning and demanding, but it's an invitation to say, hey, I want to show you how to live in my goodness with an abundant life. But we can't have that abundant life if we're trying to be our own boss and we're not submitting to his power and his love and his authority in our lives. Those words can be really scary, but I would say, The three of us are sitting here because we've opened our hands to Jesus and said, hey, take and give what you want, and we want to say yes to you. And so, Jason, please pray that our friends would open their hands to Jesus every part of their lives so that they may know him more.
2: Absolutely. So Heavenly Father, we just are so thankful for the opportunity to come together. We're thankful for for Ruth leading the, the podcast and the uh, the time to come together for Justin and I just to share our our thoughts to be encouraging for for people. Mm-hmm. We're thankful for Pastor Brennan, this sermon series that's challenging all of us. Love where God, what you're putting on his heart to help lead us and teach us and, and guide us, you know, as, as as his flock and heavenly father, as we Ask the the people to move forward with the the budget test that they turn to you, that they realize their finances aren't theirs to control, it's yours to control, and we're stewards of what you've given to us, Heavenly Father. So open people's hearts and minds to you, help them to look at their finances openly and honestly, to understand where things are going, to make good decisions for your glory. Lord, and for married couples to come together on finances, yes, sir. to work together, for for singles to have other people that they lean into, other accountability partners, and just that we move forward for everything for your glory, that where our money is, our heart is, and yes, that sir. at the end of this year, if we go to the end of 2024, when people look back, they'll say, hey, I made a difference this year, yes, and I'm, I'm proud of where I've ended up, and I'm thankful for God for helping me get there yes, and sir. to... to worship and serve him better. So Heavenly Father, we just give you all the honor and praise. We can't wait to see the awesomeness that you're going to do. You've already done and are going to continue to do. And we just give you all the honor and the praise in your son's holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.
0: Thank you so much, brothers. Friends, have an awesome rest of your week.